It's This Week in Bourbon, where you can take a selfie with us and we won't care. Here's your headlines for July 21st, 2023. Buzzard's Roost wants you to name their new still. MGP will close its grain neutral distillery in Kansas, and Green River will release its first publicly available Green River foolproof single barrel. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Bourbon, another awesome show by your truly your favorites of part of Bourbon Pursuit. And <laughs> your favorite show. Your we're, favorite show. Your we're favorite presuming week. everything. I mean, I would assume it's your favorite, and... I said that you can take a selfie with us anytime and you won't care. You know what that's about? Have you seen? I don't. I saw you like Googling pop culture and you're like, oh, yeah, somebody, Miranda Lambert. And I'm like, don't know. I don't yeah. keep up with pop culture news and stuff. Well, I mean, I don't I don't sit there and listen to a lot of stuff by Miranda Lambert, but. I know you watch entertainment tonight. <laughs> it's like I'm just glued to TMZ. But she was doing a concert or whatever and some ladies stood up and tried to take a selfie with her like in a back row and she stopped the entire thing and called them out and so it was kind of creating headlines and so i was like you know we've we've taken selfies with people before at bourbon societies uh bourbon festival and stuff like that so yeah come come take a picture with us that's that's awesome glad to be able to help you do that and achieve a small bourbon dream if you will yeah i'll never understand why but uh i'm <laughs> happy true. to do it but uh been to Miranda Lambert's. My wife, I, don't, I shouldn't say she drugged me there. I was happy to go with her. <laughs> oh, gosh. To Miranda Lambert's tequila bar in Nashville. It was actually not bad. It, it had some good drinks and some good music, but it was very pink, very girly, like uh, a lot of woo girls running around going, woo, woo, you know, get that 
you know, at Nashville Barrel Company, Wushan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Casey and Mike them. But uh, yeah, uh, take a selfie with us. We won't care. Yeah. Uh, he said that it reminds me of Vanderpump Rules. They've got a bar in California, and it's very much just all like glitz and glam and chandeliers That's and all like that kind of stuff. Show a reality show. Or it is. Yeah. So I had a, I had a boss that was really into that show, and he wanted to go there because we were all there in like a team thing in L.A. He's like, <laughs> we've got to go to the bar, and I was like, we have to. So <laughs> like, I'm, uh, Coleman's out. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I went. I, I I saw it, and I I don't even know what I had to drink, but. I'm sure. Probably like a fuzzy navel. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's like probably, probably some Cosmo. Some basement. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about some stuff that's upcoming. Uh, I'll go first since I got a lot of stuff happening here. So I've mentioned it before. I'll probably stop saying it after next week. But if you are a part of the trade and you're going to be in Texas and you'll be at the Package Store Association trade show, I will be there on July 30th. I will also be presenting to the Central Ohio Whiskey Society, also known as CALS, on August 9th. And last I heard from one of our ambassadors is that tickets are already sold out. Dang. Yeah. It must be popular. If it was me, it'd be like every seat would be open. I mean, I, I was feeling kind of deflated. Now my ego is like, hey, what do you think, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, your head's growing as we keep <laughs> as talking. You, as you see. But that might just be a rumor. I don't know. So if you're part of, part of CALS, go and double check and maybe you can still get a ticket and whatnot. But- on the very next night, on August 10th, I will be doing a pairing dinner at Milestone 229. The cost is $125 per person, but it is a complete pairing. So there's everything. I put it out there on Instagram and Facebook and everything like that already. Complete four-course meal. You got foie gras, shrimp and grits. There's a sous vide strip, uh, a chocolate mousse. and Plus, you get all United Expressions. And that's what I said in the thing is, like, I'll be your whiskey Sherpa as we come through here. So it'd be kind of... A whole a whole thing of a whiskey pairing dinner. So I'm really excited to be able to do that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad I'll miss that one. That sounds amazing. I know about you and your I like the your pairings. Good, your good eats too. I know foodie. I'm a foodie. I'll cringe at a fifty dollar t shirt or fifty dollar dress shirt, but won't think twice about two hundred dollar piece of meat. <laughs> it's like it's like bring it. <laughs> Gotta have it. But yeah, definitely if you're gonna be if you're in the Columbus area, please go and check it out. You can make reservations by calling Milestone two two nine and asking to reserve your spot. Uh, there as well. And then lastly, if you are, again, part of the trade, you're going to be at the ADI conference. I'll be there in Vegas and I'll be there on August 23rd. I believe that's on a Wednesday. I'll be there the Wednesday afternoon session. So go and if you see me, just, I don't know, say hi, whatever. Good to My see buddy, you My uh, buddy, Daniel Mudd, he's, in a, he's like a attorney, tax attorney for the bourbon industry. He'll be there. I know talk. Daniel. Daniel. Oh, yeah, does. He's, he's one of our fraternity brothers. I, yeah. Maybe, well, not our fraternity. I mean, my, fr my fraternity <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah. But anyways, he'll be speaking there. So maybe hopefully oh, you're there okay. while he's there. I'll, I'll go and razz him. He was, he was, he was a class <laughs> you younger. You got haze him? <laughs> <laughs> he was a class younger than me. So there was maybe, maybe a little hazing involved. You're like, do you need a can of dip? Some <laughs> cigarettes? <and> <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. What about you, Ryan? What do you have going on? Yeah. So our some good friends there in Bardstown, uh, Ken Rapier is... Uh, help leading this, the Guthrie Opportunity Center, which uh, hosts a lot of the, you know, bourbon, used to host the gala, a lot of bourbon festival events. They're doing a, a farm to table event. And it's really exciting. Real quick about the Guthrie Opportunity Center. It's a nonprofit organization located there in Bardstown, Kentucky. And their mission is to provide a nurturing and supportive environment for developmentally disadvantaged members of our community, and they empower individuals by offering life skills, training, and creating valuable work opportunities for those that foster uh, independence. So for this event, uh, all the proceeds, it's a 
uh, dinner where Chef Newman Miller, you know, from Harrison's hey, Miz, yeah, Miz, yeah, Miz, he's, yeah, he's one of our favorites. Also um, from, he was on Top Chef. He was, he was a guest, on, Chef. guest yeah. on the podcast way back in the day. Yeah. Yep. He cooked for Star Hill, then Harrison Smith House. Now he's at Scout Scholar, I think. But he's going to be doing a uh, a menu and cocktail. It's a multi-course dinner. It doesn't give descriptions. But what's up for... Uh, Is there going to be foie gras? I don't know about foie gras. <laughs> I, I don't know if Newman's a foie gras type of... Foie gras. I don't know if he's French cook. He's more like Southern, like upscale Southern cuisine. Okay. You go get your hot chicken sandwiches then. Yeah, but there, so there'll be a live auction too with this, and there's a romantic getaway to Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you want to go have a romantic getaway with Luke Artero, and no, I'm kidding. Who's <laughs> <laughs> our, our distributor there in New Mexico? But uh, they'll show you a good time. But this is pretty cool. It's a Willet Distillery experience. So it's a private tour, dinner, and cocktails for eight, and eight bottles of Willet bourbon signed by Master Distiller Drew Colesveen, our good friend. Never heard um, of the guy. Yeah, who is that? Bourbon Rocks. There's also a barrel pick of Knob Creek with the master distiller, Fred No. And then lastly, there's a Jim Beam experience. So you get a private tour for four with Fred No, lunch at the kitchen restaurant, and a limited edition bottles signed by Fred and Freddie No. Tickets for this event are $150 per seat, and there's limited availability of only 150 seats. So secure your spot now by visiting geocenter.org. That's geocenter.org. So, uh, Great cause. That's a great organization there in Bardstown. So, uh, actually, when we were in high school, I helped, we helped, you know, do service hours and a lot of charity work with that organization. So, anyways, a lot of cool stuff. If you're interested, check it out. I remember doing service hours as part of high school. It's like you had to do it for your college application. And you're kind of like, like, why do, do I really need to do this? Oh, I always thought it was because of going to a Catholic school. <laughs> they made you maybe, do it. maybe it was. They probably just lied and said it was for college. I, I could have, because yeah, I mean, I went to a Catholic school league and yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, you got to get your service hours in. And I was like, I don't see the other kids. I raked my this. neighbor's lawn. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. I didn't. <laughs> oh, mine was BS. It was like, I helped my grandma teach her to use a computer. Like, <laughs> like no, we didn't. I played snake on there for an hour. <laughs> Solitaire for 10 hours straight. All right, let's dive into the whiskey news. The first is our headline with it, and that's and by the way, there's a lot to go through. It's kind of like the the news of old here. So here we go. Buzzards Roost, they're sipping whiskey, is getting ready to fire up its new 75-gallon Vendome pot still at a grand opening party at the new Buzzards Roost Whiskey Row Experience on Main Street in Louisville. And because every still needs a good name, Buzzards Roost is turning their heads, sorry, <laughs> turning their heads, but they're turning to their friends and fans <laughs> to name the new still. Entry forms for the Name Our New Still contest can be accessed online from the Buzzards Roots website starting through August 7th. I should say starting today, but you already listened to that. So it's already started, but through August 7th. Uh, and then entries will be judged based on creativity, originality, and best fit for the Buzzards Roost brand. The winner of the Name Our Still contest will receive recognition in the distillery, a basket of Buzzards Roost apparel, accessories and bardware, and of course, everlasting fame and glory. The winning name will be revealed at a grand opening party being held in partnership with the Louisville Orchestra on Thursday, August 17th. And the Buzzards Roo Whiskey Row Experience is located at 624 West Main Street in downtown Louisville. Buzzards always like flying over and eating like roadkill. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing. But just uh, just you don't distill roadkill. Yeah, roadkill still. <laughs> that's so bad. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Uh, <laughs> like 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 uh, deboned squirrels, maybe something like that. Just yeah, I I, I don't know. But give me a few days and I'll come. Just up with come something. over with it. Um, we like like molting feathers. Molting, like, yeah, <laughs> something that. 
sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you've you got a little bit of creative juices left in you, go ahead and you can name their still and, you know, again, get that everlasting fame and glory. Do like distilled canned chicken or something. No. <laughs> canned like chicken? Can. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzard's Roost Chicken of the Distilling? Is that yeah. What you're call I don't it? know. What, <laughs> swing and a miss is here. So. There we go. All right. So this one isn't bourbon related, but I did it because I'm a fan of Wu-Tang because their frontman RZA has partnered with Scotch whiskey firm Ballantines to coincide with the 30th anniversary of the release of the group's debut album. The mm-hmm. news will see a range of product drops coming in the following months with a limited edition Ballantines with RZA Crosley record player available to purchase in the first instance. The C6 record player, which was designed by RZA, also comes with an accompanying Montero Bluetooth speaker designed to show a, quote, shared love of music. The collaboration brings together RZA with Ballantines and Crosleys to create what they call create shared mu- moments of music over whiskey and celebration of individual tastes, whether you're into that genre. And in the coming months, Ballantines and RZA will produce a series of product drops from music to food and fashion, including new recipes and a limited edition, limited edition capsule collection. We should have hired the RZA for us. You don't want to be a scotch, you know, and Ballantine scotch. It is scotch. Yeah. It is scotch. I'm surprised well, the RZA likes scotch. Uh, I don't know. You want to try to get Method Man then? Yeah. Red Man. Meth- well, Red Man wasn't. Red Man was tank. not Method Man. No, yeah. The RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspected Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, Master Killer, uh, Raekwon the Chef, uh, Old, did I say Old Dirty Bastard and Method Man? I think that's, there's like, there's like nine of them. Maybe that's seven. I can't remember them all. That's I'm getting pretty close though. It's a lot of disbursements to spread out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they all did pretty well for themselves. Yeah, I'm sure they did. They Actually, did. you know what? We probably could talk to Raekwon because I've seen him. I follow him on, on Instagram because he's usually pouring himself a bottle of like our, our poor Buffalo Trace every once in a while. So he is, he is a bourbon guy. Well, Let's just put him on the threads and see if he yeah, comes back. Go. Yeah, by the way, yeah, follow us on Instagram threads. I mean, we're not really doing much there, but... No one else is either. So. <laughs> we're, we're trying to just chase the shiny red ball. That's right. All right, so still sticking in the realm of scotch, but this is kind of like for the greater good here. And that's Chivas Brothers. They're the Scotch Whiskey Arm at Pernod Ricard. They have made a carbon-reducing technology that is now going to be available to the wider industry. In a move that they believe they could start having carbon emissions. So the decision comes after the heat recovery technology was integrated at the Glen Toshers distillery, cutting the site's carbon emission by half. And their chairman and CEO said that heat recovery form, I, I didn't name it, put it, I'll, I'll try it because I'm going to butcher it. It's Jean-Etienne Guru, I think is how you say, but he's the chairman and CEO. He said that heat recovery forms a critical part of our commitment to achieve carbon neutral distillation by 2026. Findings with such significant impact must be shared, and this technology has the potential to transform our industry and accelerate its progress to net zero. And that's why they're making their design process and implementation learnings available to anyone. The heat recovery technologies include mechanical vapor recompression and thermos vapor recompression, both designed to capture and recycle the heat given out during the distillation process that would otherwise go to waste. When the technology was implemented at the company's Glintoshers distillery in Speyside, Scotland, total energy consumption fell by 48%, while the site's overall carbon emission plummeted by 53%. For context, the energy saved is enough to power almost 5,000 average UK homes per year. Chivas Brothers said that while the technology would not suit every distillery, if the industry's malt distilleries alone adopted these practices, it could save around 175, sorry, 1,756 gigawatt hours per year. 
and that's enough to power around 605,000 average homes a year. Hmm. Instead of pre-fire, there's going to be pre-carbon whiskey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want that pre-carbon whiskey. No. <laughs> I liked it when they made all the waste. That's right. Yeah, throw the straws in the ocean while you're at it. That's right. Tastes better when it's hot. Uh, no, it's all good. That's pretty cool. I, I have no idea and understand the technology that they're using, but uh, it's yeah. It's analogous to what you would think of like open source software where you start off with a base of something and you want others to contribute to it to make yeah, yeah. it better. And I think it's a really kind of cool thing because, yeah, they could pioneer this this technology and they want to like lease it out or they want to sell it to somebody else. But they look at it and they say like, you know, let's be good stewards of this sure. planet and let's give it away for free. And anybody that wants to go and build it and use it can can go ahead and do that, which is fantastic because once that happens, then other people can contribute to it and they can find other efficiencies in it to make it even better and, and more, I guess, you know, better. Cleaner, whatever. Whatever the word is. Yeah, whatever outcome you're looking for. But no, it's all good stuff. I'm glad they're sharing. Yes. Sharing is caring. That's what I was about to say. Kind of like Napster. That's right. <laughs> a lot more. That was a lot more. You were oh, Emule for one point at, at me. I don't think you we had, had Emule. No, we didn't have that in Barstown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Kentucky Distillers Association has announced another entrant as its newest member, and that's the Southern Kentucky Distillery based in Cumberland County. Located at 4890 Albany Road in Burksville, Southern Kentucky Distillery was founded in 2018 and opened in 2022 by none other than, I don't know if it's your cousin, his name's Junior Cecil, and also Dr. Oh, yeah, Junior. (laughs) Dr. Michael Wilson and Kevin Daly. All three are originally from areas and graduates of universities around Kentucky. The distillery currently produces 25 barrels a day. No, but that's not my cousin. My, <laughs> my cousin didn't graduate. <laughs> I thought you say, I'm kidding. I thought you'd say your, your cousin produces 250 barrels a day. Yeah. With plans to expand more this month, that will double its capacity to around 50 barrels a day. Brands include Ancient Sun Vodka, Slate Fork Flavored Moonshine, and their upcoming Broadhead Weeded Bourbon and Long Ridge Rye Bourbon. That's awesome. Burksville, yeah, that's about Lake Cumberland. There's an awesome golf course down there, I think. I'm glad you know. I was. I'm, I look at this and I'm going, I better pull out Google Maps because I have no idea on the map where this is located. Yeah, I think it's close to Somerset, maybe. Somerset, Burkeville, all that. I mean, I've been to Somerset quite a few times, just going to the lake. Brad Price. Yeah, <laughs> that and my old, another old fraternity brother. That's what we yeah. used to do back in the day. Yeah, it's cool. It's a beautiful part of Kentucky. Um, it sounds great. It's just way out of the way for me, but... Um, yeah, it's wherever down there. I'll stop in. It's about two and a half hours, probably here from Louisville. Yeah, find a guess. Go see my kids. Yeah, there you go. Go see Junior Cecil and just uh, say Ryan sent me. That's right. So, spirits producer MGP will close its distillery in Kansas due to headwinds facing its grade neutral spirits. So, the distillery is located in Atchison in Kansas, and this was making grade neutral spirits and industrial alcohol. It's expected to close in January of 2024, and MGP said that the decision has been made to address profitability headwinds associated with its grain-neutral spirits and industrial alcohol products within the firm's distilling solutions sector. However, the company said it would continue to operate and invest in its ingredient solutions business in Atchison, including the planned $16.7 million texturized protein facility that is due to be ready by the end of the year. What will Tito's do now? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but the other thing is there's tons of GNS no, providers yeah, that yeah. are out there that are doing this. There is actually That's like a race to the bottom type industry. Oh, totally. It's the lowest cost, you know, mass volume. So yeah. 
And that's what, there is a, a great article that came out by Chuck Cowdery. So if you don't know who Chuck Cowdery is, you've listened to the show. He's a, a Bourbon Hall of Famer, but he's got a great blog at chuckcowdery.com or maybe it's blog blogspot. I don't know what it is, but he came out with one and kind of talked about how this is a death of really MGP's core because this is kind of where they got started. This, yeah, is, yeah. this was like their first distillery that they ever opened. And this is really what, what it really was. And now- all of their businesses moving into its whiskey portfolio. And that's where they're putting all their bets now. So you can kind of see exactly where the where the where they're drawing the line in regards of where do you make your bets on what's the future of the business. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not just vodka, but those grain neutral spirits do a lot of gins, but mostly a ton of like agricultural type products that people have no idea that that there's so many like that's what's fascinating when you go to like Moonshine University and you learn about all the things that grain neutral spirits are used for. And it's like, there's so much stuff that, uh, give, me an, give me an idea. Oh, just in the processing of like, you know, co- canola oil and corn oils and all this crap. Like, uh, there's just, they're, they're so good at taking the waste of like all the stuff and distilling it down into grain neutral spirits. But, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, whiskey's definitely much more profitable than this. And, uh, you know, too, you can kind of see them as with the acquisition of Penelope and, and uh, you know, trying to leverage their own brands. You know, that's probably the model they see where the value is long term for their, their organization. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But again, just kind of an interesting thing. So like, if you do want to read more about it, I encourage you to go read Chuck's blog over there. Yeah. All right. So here's uh, here's an interesting one. Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti, he's filed a lawsuit against six online liquor retailers accused of illegally selling booze to Tennesseans from out of state. The lawsuit filed in the United States District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee in Nashville on Friday is seeking to immediately stop, quote, the flow of illegal liquor shipments through a preliminary and permanent injunction against six companies. Under Tennessee law, it is illegal for any person, firm, or corporation to ship liquor directly to consumers from outside the state without first obtaining a license from the Tennessee ABC. The lawsuit alleges that multiple online companies failed to do so. So on October 5th, a special agent with a Tennessee ABC was reportedly able to purchase one 750 milliliter bottle of Evan Williams peach whiskey from a website called Bottle Buzz and have it delivered to a Tennessee address. Investigators believe that Bottle Buzz and five other companies, which undercover agents were able to purchase and receive, quote, unauthenticated and untaxed alcohol from, have been illegally shipping distilled spirits to Tennesseans for some time. The other companies mentioned in the suit are Cask Cartel, Liquor Brothers, My Bev Store, primetime liquor, and wooden cork. After the Tennessee ABC's investigation, staff attorneys reportedly sent each company a cease and desist letter by certified mail. However, the lawsuit claims the companies ignored the letters and continued to ship distilled spirits to Tennesseans illegally. The lawsuit is asking for an injunction under the 21st Amendment Enforcement Act and the civil penalties pursuant to the Tennessee Consumer Protection Act. Notably, this is the first time a Tennessee attorney general has prosecuted a violation of law under the 21st Amendment Enforcement Act, which was passed by the United States Congress back in 2000. It like, seems like such a waste. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they they got their pennies for that Evan Williams peach whiskey. Yeah, then. probably cost them $500,000 to do this stupid ass stunt stint. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, 
Come on. <laughs> well, there's always got to be checks and balances, I right? Agree. And, yeah. and let's hear Ryan. It's like if you if you let if you let the the mice just go play and and nothing's keeping them at bay, and you, like at some point chaos can just assume. Can that's come true. So you've or got you just to let the market play out like it should. But that's but that's the thing. Yes, you could have the market play out, but that's not the way the laws are written. I know. If the laws said yes, go ahead and whoever comes out on top. Go for it. Well, then there's going to be some bad actors that come out of it and, and whatnot. There can be price cutting. There could be price gouging. There could be all sorts of other things that probably don't play into it. Well, yeah. But instead it, of wasting time on this, let's be like, oh, you can do this. Let's build a system around it to make it uh, feasible and get it taxed and whatnot. They they did. That's what it is. It's like they, all they said is that these companies have to apply for a Tennessee ABC, uh, what is it, like an out-of-state shipping license. And if they do that... And they pay their tax on it to Tennessee ABC. Oh, they can ship it. Yeah, then they can't. Oh, wait, they can't I thought ship Tennessee, it. you can't ship it all. I, apparently, you can, uh, because that's what it says. It's just basically, it says that they have to obtain a license that says that they can ship. After they have, after they get that, then that basically, and I'm sure that goes down. And I'm sure. Okay, I missed Blake, that part. I'm sure Blake from Sealbox could answer this for us because I'm sure what has to happen is at the end of every month there's going to be a report that you have to file that says how many shipments went in, how many milliliters or whatever it is. It's the same thing that we do sure. for particular states when we say, okay, Texas, you have to do your end of month report and it says how many proof gallons or how many gallons of whatever did you send in, and I've got to sit there and do my whatever calculations it says like okay and now we owe this many taxes to the state or our distributor owes this many taxes based on what was shipped in yeah okay i'm I'm all for that i thought they were just saying like no let's dig in we're not gonna do but look into tennessee i'm pretty sure it's like a no-no like big no-no i mean from what it says it says even that- if you are certified i don't even think get certified <laughs> it just says it just says you need to obtain a license and you can ship that's all it says okay so well. All right, kudos to them. I'm sorry. I take back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pump the brakes, Ryan. Yeah, I'll listen better next time. That's, That's what my okay. wife says. Always just jump to judgments instead of listening. You got your jump to conclusions, Matt. Out. Yeah, that's what it is. That's right. All right, all right. So here's our last news article, and that's that Marvel. You know them from Marvel Comics and everything. They revealed a new secret, and it's a probably a very common thing to happen in the film industry. So in episodes four of Secret Invasion, Nick Fury brags about his stupid expensive bourbon. But it's the same bottle that was also used in another Marvel installment before. So Secret Invasions Episode 4 is rather eventful and filled with action, but it has its quiet scenes that are still kind of rather intense. However, in one of them, we see an encounter between Nick Fury and Skrull Rhodey. Since they left on a bad note previously, Fury decides to make a step forward and offer his rival a drink of bourbon. Now, this just isn't any bourbon. It's Pappy Van Winkle 23 year. A quote, $5,000 worth of 24-karat liquid gold, as Fury himself said. The S.H.I.E.L.D. director prompts the scroll to take a sit and drink with him by saying that these 23 years of distilled perfection would help the two settle their beef like proper gentlemen. And this convinces fans more than it does the roadie. Understandably, however, the interest in Pappy Van Winkle has now skyrocketed after the episode. The newly found interest in the rare bourbon actually led to fans discovering Marvel's little cheap secret. Despite this being so rare and costly... This is the very same bottle that was used in another project before. And you can see it in the bartender's hands in the second episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Unless Marvel folks reuse the same bottle of extremely expensive bourbon to save the planet, they're being properly and blatantly cheap here. And by the way, I'm not saying that. This is what when the author said. Instead of just buying a new one, or maybe just going for a different brand, which would have made more sense. 
They are turning the same piece of glass and a proper reoccurring actor to save the $5,000. And this is something a bunch of wealthy Marvel fans are about to discover on their own as they hunt for Nick Fury's favorite bourbon, which only adds amusement to the situation. <laughs> okay. This... Okay. So the moral of the story is that there's a bunch of comic book people out there. Yeah. That are now chasing Pappy Van Winkle. That had no idea that Pappy Van Winkle existed. And so they're going like, I love Nick Fury. I want to be, I want to have his stuff. And they go, oh, wait, this stuff isn't even attainable. And then people, I don't know, I totally forgot who wrote this, but I guess they're a little sour about it. And they're like, they're just being cheap. They should have bought another one. It's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like you, the whole goal is to like keep, costs and budgets low yeah <laughs> so. you just can't buy a new bottle of pappy for every <laughs> yeah you just every shoot exactly like, that's not that's not feasible i thought this was going to lead to a sazerac cease and desist <laughs> no <laughs> no but hey marvel don't promote our products it's a, it's a smart way to do it but uh, yeah you're right if they would have just reached out to us we'd be more than happy to oh yeah get a we're, we're, ours even says it says unite you know so you could they could have unite their squabble over a dram of pursuit united golly missed and opportunity you know and, and we're sustainable we don't use you know we don't just let oak rot for 23 years i don't know i'm just <laughs> gonna let oak rot for 23 I'm years <laughs> i'm trying to make as romantic as that story was but it's not. That's the way it is. But if you're listening out there in Marvel Universe and you, you know who we are, you know how to get a hold of us. We'll be happy to, to do that. But that's going to do it for the Bourbon Release. Or sorry, the Bourbon News. Stick around. we got Bourbon Release news coming up. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right. Well, it must feel like it's getting into the fall time because now the releases are starting to, I'd say, pop out of the woodwork. I guess because they come out of wooden barrels, but bad joke. Here we go. 291 <laughs> Colorado Whiskey. Swing and a miss. <laughs> it's full of them today. They're thrilled to announce the release of 291 Colorado Whiskey Batch 12. This is, I'm sorry, East Colorado. It says 291E Colorado. Maybe it's East Colorado. Anyway, 
or maybe it's just a bad paste job. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I think it's just Colorado Whiskey Batch 12. It's a four-grain weeded bourbon, and it's first experimental weeded bourbon presented since the 2013 release of the 291 Bad Guy Bourbon. So Batch 12 is an easy-drinking toast of summer, and the Bad Guy released every fall was 291 founding distiller's Michael Myers' third mash bill, and has been a cult favorite of 291 since 2013. This is bottled at 121.6 proof, and it also has an SRP of $150. It's a marriage of barrels from two different weeded bourbon experiments when combined, it resulted in a four-grain mash bill. Head distiller Eric Jett filled the first barrels in 2018. While the founder's batch was distilled in 2021, Myers was Myers made with corn, malted white wheat, and rye malt, and the other created by Jett was with corn, malted white wheat, and malted barley. Hmm. White wheat's popular now. It sure is. It's, uh, it's almost forbidden. <laughs> thing, uh, yeah, so... Are they still using those like tiny barrels and the aspen wood? I believe they... so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the at least the aspen wood barrels is kind of like their thing. I think they've gotten some bigger barrels, but I'm not 100% sure. I've yet to go out there and visit them, but I I definitely would. Yeah, let's see your barrels. <laughs> show me the barrels. <laughs> show me the barrels. Show me the barrels. What's behind that door? Yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Four grain. It's hot too. Buzzword. I, yeah, no, it's, I know. I think it's something we got to start leaning into a little bit. Cause Buzzwords. We, oh, I know. It's like, because I, I wanted to kind of, I didn't want to say die in the hill, but I kind of looked at it and I said, well, if it's a four grain, I think it should be distilled as a four grain if you're going to call it a true four grain. And then now we, or everybody else, and as well as Pursuit United, is actually a blend of four grains. And so it's like, if we're just, if anybody's going to just throw that term around willy nilly, we might as well too. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning that there's a lot of shenanigans in this. <laughs> there's a lot of fancy names for shenanigans in this stuff, but you know we'll be transparent. We will be transparent. We call it a four grain. Is it a four grain? That's up for you to decide. That's right. So 15 stars, they're announcing the expansion of its fine age bourbon whiskey portfolio with a limited release of its award-winning, quote, platinum expression. So platinum is bottled at 98 proof. However, it's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys from America's, quote, first West. And these are 8, 15, and 10 years old. The 15 stars combines the craftsmanship of early Kentucky distillers and the tradition of excellence with innovative and creative blending, aging, and finishing techniques to produce today's finest age whiskeys. This whiskey showcases the distillery in America's first west, first west, which in 1795 was centered on Kentucky and the first state west of the Appalachians and included Northwest and Southwest territories of the United States. So this marriage is fine age bourbons of 8, 18, 15, and 10 years old from Kentucky, sorry, bottled in Kentucky, however, distilled in Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee. And it's crafted honor distilling excellence in America's first West and has a $280 SRP. I've had a couple of their releases are actually pretty good. They do a good job blending. So I'm, I'm excited to try this one. I like how there's so many people that came out with Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee <laughs> blends. And they're like, we're going to call this one first West. First West. I like it. Okay. Got to find a, a name and a, a something to kind of go along with it. But ChatGPT is doing good. <laughs> or maybe it's because these are the barrels that were available. Yeah. that's There's always an angle, Kenny. Got to have an angle. There is always an angle. There's always an angle. But I, of course, I'll hold my judgment because I'm sure it's pretty good. We've had plenty of these blends, especially from people like Barrel before, and they've always been pretty solid. Yep. Good job. So Lux Road Distillers is offering the best of both worlds. By combining its rye and weeded bourbon mash bills with the introduction of Luxro Four Grain. <laughs> However, it keeps going here, Ryan. Luxro Four Grain, a double single barrel bourbon. 
Offered at 150, did you catch all that? Double single barrel, okay. Hmm. Offered at 115 proof, Luxro four grain double single barrel bourbon is a combination of a single barrel, a four-year-old weeded bourbon, and a single barrel of four-year-old rye bourbon. Luxro four grain sing- barrel single barrel, <laughs> Luxro four grain double single barrel is offered in the same high-end bottle as the Luxro 12-year and will feature a front metal plate Luxro logo and a custom metal plate collar. The customized bottom label also features each bottle's barrel number with the fill date of each of the two single barrels utilized. The side and the neck label will call it the four grain aspect of the bourbon smash bill. There's a limited allocation of 7,500 six-pack cases that will start arriving at retail this August at a suggested retail price of $80. Okay, so let me recap this. Yep. So you're going to have... Two barrels, two single barrels that are, one's a weeded bourbon, one's a rye bourbon, but you're blending them together to call it a double single barrel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you're going to have 7,500 cases out of those two barrels. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you, you nailed it right there. Yep, you it's all put all those dots together. <laughs> okay. I know, it, I can I, I can just see like your brain ready to have an aneurysm right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just said at the very end of the other it's one, you're like, like uh, there's so many shenanigans in this I was industry. somewhere the other day and they were like, single barrel pick of aged in this various cask. Or you had three different, I was like, it's like, so you pick a single barrel then and they're like, oh no, we blend it. And then put in a single barrel on this. And it's a single barrel because it was a blend, but then when this, you know, I was like, ah, let's just shut up. I'll just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but people don't care. So, yeah, this we one, won't be the transparency police. I know. I know. It's just like everybody's just trying to just throw words at it. So, if that's you a ha- lot of words, though, four grain double single barrel bourbon. Yeah. Times 7,500 cases times, uh, uh, about 200. Yeah. So you're going to have it. So here's the thing is, I guess you're going to have at least some variance between this, because if you only have two single barrels coming together to create, uh, let's see, maybe 360 bottles, close to maybe 400 if you're lucky. So you're talking. Yeah, I'm sure they did that. Just blended two barrels together and bottled it. You think that's, no, no, you don't think so. You think there's even more happening behind the scenes here. Uh, I I don't want to, speak for them but i i've had to guess it's just them two dumped together and then bottled as oh you mean like they just put like two vats one with like 100 barrels in each and then just put them together and said let's go ahead and put this thing out there as double single barrel okay well we won't know until somebody will never call us out on the yeah i'm i'm just assuming things so i'm just being playful yeah well like i said there's a lot of buzzwords thrown around in here to the first ever double single barrel bourbon is a is a misnomer, but okay. Well, let's. I think we need to have an episode where the the TTB comes on and just like blatantly says what is allowed, what is not. That's <laughs> and true. These buzzwords. That would be a good episode. All right, so let's go ahead and earmark that one for yep. the next one. All right, so Old Forester, they're announcing their newest release in its one seventeen series. It's called Bottled and Bond. That's it. There's there's nothing too crazy about it. So it's in accordance with the 1897 Bottled and Bond Act. And this product is bottled from barrels filled during a single distillation season, which we all know. And this was actually from the wet and warm late spring of 2014. Bottled and, Aren't they all wet and warm around here? <laughs> Typically. <laughs> bottled and Bond is a designation that protects the integrity of aged spirits by ensuring each barrel is produced in a single distillation season by a single distillery. Uh, we all know the criteria. It's 
four years old, bottled at 50 per, or 100 proof, um, and it's now available for $60 for basically like a 375 or something like that. And it, and it nine years or something? No, it's, it's it said at least four years, but it didn't say anything in the press release about what the age was in it. I thought somebody was up there. It said it was a nine-year bottled and bond or something. I don't which, know. That's which bottled and bond. You know, I had this argument with Fred, and you know, about bottled and bond. And I think if it's anybody all actually this, cares, if anybody actually cares, I think it's all marketing BS now. I I know Bernie, you're all up on it, and it's it was a great thing for the industry back in the day, and it's still cool. Yes, Heaven Hill has the most of them, but to me, it's just like a kind of another thing to be like oh here's because you couldn't just release a regular nine-year-old whiskey exactly you had to call it the bottled and bond yep more buzzwords it doesn't old forest already have a bunch of bottled and bond i mean in 1890 one of those expressions the bottled and bond yeah could have sworn but you just i mean that to their credit they have more skews on the same exact four-year-old well in this case nine-year-old four to six-year-old whiskey that I mean, they they do incredible. I mean, they're all good too. That's the crazy thing. It's like they all taste different. They're good. So, all right, take notes. Yeah, taking notes. Mental check. Uh, Nick, if I see a one seventeen double single, four <laughs> curtain, <laughs> you're gonna lose your shit. Huh? Yeah. All right. So, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey announced that it will begin distribution of its highly sought after single barrel whiskey this fall. The rollout will kick off with Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Showdown, America's Choice. It's an online public vote that puts the power in the hands of whiskey fans across the country to determine which five states will be the first to receive Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Whiskey on their shelves. Currently, Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Whiskey is only available to purchase online and at the Nelson Green Distillery in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Those who cast their vote will be automatically entered to win a two-night trip for two to Tennessee, complete with round-trip transportation, a hotel stay in Nashville, and a tour and tasting at Nearest Green Distillery. Uncle Nearest will also announce the winning states as well and the winner of the contest in mid-August. The winning territories will see Uncle Nearest single barrel whiskey barrels arrive. Sorry, single barrel whiskey. It doesn't say single barrel whiskey barrels. They will arrive first to market uh, and they'll be bottled all at cash strength and it has an SRP of $90. So is this just like a, like a new flagship offering or is it actually like single barrel selections? I would say analogous to what Four Roses does for theirs. You know how Four Roses all like just OBSV cash yeah, yeah. single barrels that go out or whatever. To, it's just like their thing. I don't even know if it's cash strength. That's just OBSV. Yeah. But I think this is exactly that is they just go pick a bunch of single barrels and just put them out there. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Easy way to just kind of. I know where their whiskey come from. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Right. And ours is ours is a few few dollars cheaper than this. <laughs> Are we curmudgeons? Like no. we're just like All right, so to keep on the single barrel train here is that Green River Distilling will release its first publicly available Green River foolproof single barrel. And this is gonna be mm. head distillers pick number one. On Friday, July 21st, it'll be happening. So Green River Foolproof Single Barrel, a single barrel expression of Green River Kentucky Straight Bourbon, is presented at 119 proof, and it's selected from Warehouse B by head distiller Aaron Harris. Subsequent single barrels will be released at the distillery gift shop and at various times throughout the year. A limited number of single barrels will be available annually for purchase by the barrel to select on and off-premise retailers. Each retailer will be able to hand-select their unique single barrel on-site at the Green River Distillery in Owensboro. Green River Foolproof Single Barrel is offered at a suggested retail price of $60. 
Green River Foolproof Single Barrel is the single barrel of the flagship, the Green River Recipe, and a rye forward, true Kentucky bourbon with remarkable play, blah, 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 blah. Uh, mash bill is 75, sorry, 70, 21, 9, and the barrels are aged a minimum of five years. I actually had one of these last week. I was with Aaron and the Green River team because we I got some single barrels that were, I think they're almost seven. I got them downstairs. We need. I know. I'm, I'm, I saw it when I came yeah, around here. They're pretty good, but... Uh, yeah, Aaron. The I, I had this one. It's it's pretty damn good, and that's a incredible value at sixty dollars. Sixty dollars, hundred and nineteen proof, and I think this is again. It's just going to follow the Four Roses model. They're just going to go ahead and just choose single barrels, put them out, put them in the gift shop, and and whatever. So yeah, but they only have one recipe at Green they do River. Have one recipe. They make they make a lot of one recipe. Pretty well. They have three. The weeded, I guess. And a in that bourbon, rye. wheat, and rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so Logstill, they're thrilled to announce the second release of their limited 5th District series. So the 5th District line of Monk's Road bourbons is a limited release of series of rotating bourbons that pay tribute to the historic distilleries of the 5th Tax District. And this is the second release in the 5th District series, and it pays homage to FM Head Distillery, which was a distillery operated on the hollowed grounds and included DSP KY 47 lineage, which is where Logstill's DSP number 47 comes from. The expression honors FM Head Distillery as an exceptional eight-year-old high-rye bourbon finished with a secondary barreling in toasted barrels. With a smokiness beautifully complimenting notes of cherry and spice, blah, 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 I hate doing that. Uh, it has a $100 SRP, and it's also 100 in proof. All right. So, toasted. eight-year eight toasted, to- eight toasted bourbon. At 100 proof. Gotcha. Yep. But, hey, I, all power to them. I think that's it'll be probably pretty good. Everybody loves the toasted craze, so... And I kind of do too, so I'll give it a go. Hey, Wally, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the the first time they came out with the Fifth District. It, I think you you gave a little bit of a, a background about that one because it's all like uh, where all the, the monks, the monkeries. Yeah, it's like Gethsemane and all that. Yeah, and yeah. they're not called monkeries, but by that's the way. Monk's Road. Yeah. Okay. That's not Fifth District. Oh, okay. Well, it's close enough. <laughs> I, I know the name I think, FM you know, Head. It's like a, I don't, Head's a big name around that New Haven, New Hope area. Um, but anyways, yeah. I, I said earlier, I'm not very good at geography and I needed my Google Maps, so I, it's, I have an out. It's about 20 miles south of Bardstown. Okay. That Due means, south. That means nothing to me. But, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Our last one. Heaven's Door, you know them as the, the collection of super premium American whiskeys founded by Bob Dylan. They're announcing the addition of Ascension, Kentucky straight bourbon, to its core collection of Tennessee straight bourbon, double barrel whiskey, and straight rye whiskey. The inclusion of a Kentucky bourbon is a significant milestone for Heaven's Door as it heralds the opening of their distillery in Pleasureville, Kentucky, and their new brand center in Louisville coming this fall. Heaven's Door Ascension is a wonderfully balanced blend of two Kentucky straight bourbons, featuring the company's own distillate produced at the Heaven's Door Distillery at Six Mile Creek, which I think they just acquired that like two weeks ago. Uh, And this non-chill filtered bourbon is aged more than five years before being blended in small batches and bottled at 92 proof for $55. Coinciding with the introduction of Ascension, Heaven's Door is also unveiling new bottle graphics featuring the iron metal works of Bob Dylan. The new packaging design honors the artistry of Bob Dylan by elegantly framing his iconic Gates artwork with greater intricacy. Each expression in the Heaven's Door portfolio features a different one of Dylan's Iron Gates at scale and allows for more of each piece of artwork to be seen in its entirety. Sounds magical. It sure Sounds spiritual. It sounds beautiful. 
Yeah, I mean, I just want to go to church and ascend. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, these press releases are impressive these days. You got to find a way to really dig into it, don't you? Yeah, ChatGPT has gotten so creative. Oh. Few... <laughs> the great thing is I just got access to like basically the ChatGPT 4 so it's like the the next version uh, of it. Oh, like the Game Genie version. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know the the other thing about this is that I, I love how they're like, oh yes, with all their bourbon that they produced at Heaven's Door Distillery is like they just acquired this like a month ago, didn't they? Well, I guess it's, they bought those stocks. You know, it came with it. So it's not. I just say it's distillate produced at Heaven's Door Distillery, but it was produced by. Yeah, you know, they acquired it, but I, I do I do like the way that they spin it. Nobody's gonna want us to read press releases <laughs> yeah, anymore. <laughs> or if they we just see through all the, the fluff. Or if they do, they'll be like, ah, well just the BP guys are gonna tear this one apart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here to hold the industry accountable. That's a, I guess, I guess. And you know, everybody out there in listener world, I, I hope you enjoy our I hate to I hate to always look at everything with a pessimistic point of view. I wanna be more optimistic when I read these, but I don't know. I I mean, we used to, we were doing this way for years, but it's just like, it's just gotten more comical as it's gone oh, through. Yeah. It's just gotten over the top. It's just, I mean, they just can't say what it is anymore. <laughs> and they just, from, they, they stuff it with all this fluff and whatnot. It's, it's quite funny. Yeah. Well, we're still going to stay the, the double single barrel podcast for a while. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two grain, by the way. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> It is. It's like, where can they go next? Um, I, I never thought I would hear double single barrel before. <laughs> I mean, can we just take a corn whiskey, put it in there and be like, we got the first ever one grain bourbon. Yeah, right. <laughs> or I guess you could do, I mean, instead of calling it 95.5, we got two grain rye. <laughs> 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 oh man, we, we got to really go back to the marketing department and figure this one out. I mean, hell, I guess we... Oh, with our rye blend, could we say it's a five grain? No, no, no. no the rye's are the similar; they're just different proportions. But Never if mind. you figure out exactly like the individual species of yeah. the grains, who right. knows? You could really get the into rattles. Uh-huh. Yeah, it could be it's twenty grain at some point. Yeah, and then we could even just dive into the oak and the barrels. And it's like we've got like everything between like seventy to seven thousand year old oak in there. It's it's like the and then we just get from a different city and. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's, uh, we got a lot of ideas here. Uh, nothing's out of bounds. Let's go put on the whiteboard <laughs> before we forget it all. That's right. All right. But that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. There's a lot of bourbon news to go over. That's the most we've done in a while. So it must be like fall time is creeping around the corner. Oh, that's right. Everything's getting bottled. Mm-hmm. It's about that time for where this week in bourbon goes from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.